Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. Hope you are all well, witches. On today's episode, we have an interview with the wonderful Emily Rose, all about reading Lenormand cards. To kick things off, our book review today is Kingdom of the Wicked, written by Kerry Maniscalco. Today's book, I absolutely loved it. It satisfied my witchy soul so much, I can't even begin to tell you how much. I realised how long it's been since I read a book that I was so immersed in, and I put this book up there with The Witch's Daughter and The Secret History of Witches that we have formally reviewed on the show. So this is absolutely in the five out of five club. If you are a kitchen witch, I think you will adore this book. Amelia, our main character, helps run the family restaurant Sea and Vine, and she loves cooking, which is often referenced in the book, as is her use of herbs for spell work. I love that the book references that she usually wears a dress with pockets in it to keep her herbs and moon chalk in for protection, casting protective circles. I mean, who doesn't love a dress with pockets? This book has something for everyone. It's a murder mystery type book. Not cozy in a Midsummer Murders, circa the John Nettles days, which was when it was like absolutely peak. It's got brilliant kitchen hedge witch feels. Then to top it all off, you have demons and vampires. And this is from someone who I'm not like a huge fan of real fantasy books. It was doable. Plus, on top of that, the demon sound fits as, and this makes for some steamy scenes in places. The descriptions are superb. The book's set in Italy. This would make a great book to read on holiday. All I could envisage were beautiful Italian architecture, cobbled streets, beautiful Italians. The food descriptions were making my mouth water. I had an overwhelming urge to badly cook some Italian food. The way the author sets the scene, for example, when our witch carries out a ritual in a cave by the sea, the cobbled streets we see Amelia wander down, the description of a monastery, I could just envisage everything so clearly. Often I have to reference the book when I'm writing up a review, yet all of the names of the characters and the scenes are burnt into my mind. I think it's safe to say if you do read this book, you will likely want to be prepared to invest into the further two books that follow. I'm yet to read these. I definitely will. 
it sort of has that lovers to enemies theme. It's not a young adults book per se, but at the same time, it's not hard to read or deeply academic, but I love that. It's just perfect escapism. Once I finished this book, it stayed with me. I miss the world I found myself in. Can't wait to read the next. I also need to add the book is so aesthetically pleasing. It's absolutely beautiful to look at. There's a gorgeous map at the front of it. I bought it in paperback in passing at a bookstore, but I'm absolutely going to give this copy to a friend and treat myself to a hardback copy. I'll read you the opening of this book as it grips me from the off, and I think it might you too. Outside, wind rattled the wooden chimes in warning. In the distance, waves crashed against the shore. The frantic whispers of water growing louder as if the sea was a maj, summoning violence. On this date for nearly a decade now, the storm followed the same pattern. Next, thunder would roll in quicker than the tide with lightning cracking electric whips across an unforgiving sky. The devil demanded retribution, a blood sacrifice for power stolen. It wasn't the first time he'd be cursed by witches, nor would it be the last. From her rocking chair near the fire, Nonna Maria monitored the twins while they chanted protection charms she'd taught them. A cornicello clutched tightly in each of their little fists. Pushing the howling gusts from her mind, she listened closely to the words Victoria and Amelia whispered over the horn-shaped amulets, their matching dark heads bent in concentration. By earth, moon and stone, bless this half, bless this home. It was the start of their eighth year and Nonna tried not to worry over how quickly they were growing. She pulled her shawl closer, unable to ward off chills in the small kitchen. It had little to do with the temperature outside. As much as she tried ignoring it, sulphur snuck in through the cracks along the familiar plumeria and orange scented breeze, raising the graying hair she'd swept up from her neck. Had she been alive, her own human grandmother would have called it an omen and spent the evening on her knees in the cathedral, rosary clutched close, praying to saints. The devil was on the prowl, or one of his wicked brothers was. Join me after the break for our interview with Emily Rose, all about the Lord. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. 
For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Connie Rose and I am here with the lovely Emily Rose. Hi, Emily. Hi, nice to be here with you. All the roses today. It's lovely to have (laughs) you here. I'm so excited for our episode today. So Emily Rose is a professional Lenormand and tarot reader. She also teaches tarot readers to read Lenormand like they're talking to a friend. Emily has been reading Lenormand since she was 12 years old and never gets tired of the tingles down your spine from a spot-on reading. She currently reads and teaches divination throughout the Northwest in the US and online. Lovely to have you here, Emily. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. And it's just, we're starting spring with with the roses. I mean, come on. Yeah. (laughs) It's just perfect. Absolutely. And I'm really, you know, looking forward to getting into this. Um, I have purposefully not researched anything. So I'm, you know, this is all brand new information for that I'm going to hear today. So I feel like that would be great because there'll be perhaps things that I might want to explore a little bit further because I have no clue on it. I haven't gone down any rabbit holes in regards to this. So I'm going to be leaving us in your very capable hands, Emily. So, and actually, um, again, you know, I know we're going to get into this, but this is a topic that I've never really had any exposure to whatsoever. So this is going to be really exciting. So Emily, first off, what is Lenormand and how does it work? So Lenormand is a set of divinatory cards. So they are, you know, a lot of, you know, breaking it down, ink on paper, right? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're cards. And there are only 36 of them. So there are only 36 Lenormand cards. And they all have a single image on them. Um, we're on video too, in addition. <laughs> so I can show some cards here. Um, but they have single images on them. Um, this is an example um, so this is like, this is the letter card. Um, and with these cards, they are lexical. So what I mean by that is you read Lenormand like you're reading a sentence. So instead of going into like, most people are really used to, uh, tarot or, or Oracle cards where you can, you can spend so much time on one card, right. And really get into it. With Lenormand, um, the images on the card are more emblematic, which means that they kind of represent a certain range of meanings. So instead of going into one card for a really long time, it's really quick with Lenormand. You're actually reading at least in pairs or all you can actually put all 36 cards out on the table and read what's called a grand tableau. Um, and it's like, you're just reading a sentence, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So, um, they tend to be kind of snappy and to the point. And I think they're, um, they add this kind of, um, 
sassy tone to um, any kind of reading. So you can literally just read them like you're reading a sentence, which is which is really cool. So it's it's pretty different from a lot of other um a lot of other card systems you may be used to. So they just kind of have that that different tone to them. That's like the the world's shortest explanation. <laughs> I think no, of them. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it. And I actually like the concept of it because I am, I am someone who has worked with tarot for a very long time since so very young, but I wonder, like, I've always struggled with reading the tarot and, you know, certain cards I'm fine with, but would you say that it is a practice with a Norman where you can pick it up maybe easily, e easier than you can with tarot, you can kind of run with it a bit quicker than perhaps you can with tarot cards? I think with Lenormand, there is definitely a, um, I'm using air quotes, a system <laughs> to it. And I think once you understand the basic system of how to read, it is mm. kind of like learning another language because you are reading it like a sentence. So once you're used to that, and I find that people who are like Spanish or French speakers actually pick it up a little bit quicker um, because it's kind of uh, linguistically more suited to those languages. Mm -hmm. Um, but once you know the basics, it's pretty easy to pick up. And I think one of the things that I really like about having new people try out Lenormand is they get quick wins, like really fast. They're able to see mm -hmm. it in their daily life really quickly. And that builds a layer of trust quickly with the cards. Um, and then people are kind of, I call it like getting bitten by the Lenormand bug. You're kind of hooked and then you can't really put them down. <laughs> it's what, and they, they keep coming back into your life over and over and over is, is what I've noticed. I think part of that's just kind of the magic of the cards, but I also think it's because people get real practical use out of them in their daily life. And you kind of get like a little reliant on them. You get used to having them around and Pretty soon you're consulting them for, for a lot of things <laughs> in your life. Love this, love this, love this. Can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with Lenormand and, you know, what drew you to the cards initially? Yeah, so my mom is a uh, professional tarot reader. And so I grew up around cards and I always loved seeing her with her friends, you know, pulling cards at the, at the kitchen table and doing things like that. So when I was about 12, my mom said, let's go pick you out a tarot deck. And so we went to a bookstore and when we went, um, she said, oh, just pick out whatever deck you want. And so I picked out um, this shiny gold deck, you know, when you're 12, you love anything shiny. I mean, I still do, but anything <laughs> shiny. Yeah. So, and it just said fortune cards on it. And so mm -hmm. I just assumed they were tarot cards. So I, I bought them and I get them home and I show them to my mom and she looks at them and she's like, I don't know what these are, but they're not tarot. <laughs> and, um, I thought, shoot, well, how am I going to learn these? Because I just knew I was going to have to learn them. Like I was so hooked and drawn to them. So I just had this like little book that it came with and I would just ask questions, pull cards and then see how it played out in my life. And yep. I did that all the way through middle school, you know, middle school, high school, college, just, I just kept 
reading cards and I would pull them for friends. And I was like, this is kind of weird, man. These are, these are really accurate. Um, and I started just understanding what certain card combinations meant. And it, it wasn't through, you know, learning this grand system. It was through this little book of basically keywords I had and just seeing it play out in my life. And it wasn't until I think I was like later in high school or college that I learned they were actually called Lenormand and not fortune cards. And I found there's this whole community of people that read them. And so, um, Later on, um, I met Rana George, who is the creator of the Rana George Lenormand. She also has a, a really great book out, um, The Essential Lenormand. And she kind of took me under her wing and really helped me go from someone who just played with the cards on my own to um, going into kind of the, the professional realm with it. So that was um, really amazing. So that's kind of how I got to where I am today. I absolutely love that all that time they would just advertise like fortune cards and then all that time down the line, you're like, oh, it's like a whole club. It's like, this is what they are. And that's yeah. fantastic. I love that. <laughs> um, as someone who has always worked with tarot, not to a level that I'm confident of giving anyone a reading, it would be completely uh, dismal. But, you know, I am I am really curious to understand what would you say are the real distinctive differences between tarot and Lenormand cards? Yeah, so Mary Greer has really helped me give language to the main difference between them. And so she has said that tarot is thematic and story-driven and symbolic, um, so when like kind of what we talked about, when you draw a tarot card, you can spend so long on just one card. I mean, if I just pull, I'm just pulling like the temperance card, like, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. could be like, oh, let's talk, let's talk about the flowers. Let's talk about the water. Let's talk about the path. What's the path. Let's talk about the angel. Like there's so many things you can get into in the card. And then with Lenormand, <laughs> I mean, there's not much to talk about. This is a garden. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. And yeah, so yeah. And so with tarot, you can kind of bring your own associations into Mm -hmm. the reading. So you could say, oh, here's what I think about that path. You can kind of bring yourself into it. With Lenormand, um, the images on the card are emblematic, meaning they just represent a specific range of meanings. So um, for example, um, here's the snake card. In um, my classes, people always say, but I love snakes. Snakes are my favorite. So could this mean power? Could this mean empowerment or something like that? But in Lenormand, the snake is a negative card. There are positive, negative, and neutral cards in Lenormand. So there are instances where this can be neutral. This could represent, like, depending on the context you're in, this could represent a necklace or a bracelet or something. Yeah. This could represent yeah. the pipes in your house. Um, yeah. But most of the time it, it means complications. It means yeah. betrayal. So it, it has a negative meaning to it. So um, that's one of the main differences is that with tarot, you can kind of bring your own associations into mm-hmm. the reading. And then with Lenormand, you can't really do that. <laughs> so no, everyone... I quite like that as well. That concept <laughs> of it just is what it is. You know, it's not like yeah. kind of any, not not deeper than that, but it's just, you know, what it says on the tin. And interestingly, I was going to ask you, Emily, so would you say that like the snake card is maybe like the equivalent of 
I don't know, like the death card in, not that there's really any, you know, negative cards in tarot, but is it as kind of, you know, groundbreaking and like, you know, dramatic as the death card or the tower card in that sense? I would say, you know, they're with Lenormand, it's all about context, like everything. And that's kind of, you know, not necessarily a huge difference between Lenormand and tarot, because the Mm -hmm. question you asked tarot is important as well. But with Lenormand, everything goes back to the context. So, um, you know, if you get the snake and you're just asking about your day, you're like, oh, what's what's going to happen at work today? And you get the snake. This could just be like a hitch in your plans, a complication, someone not telling you the full truth, you know, something mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. So it's it's negative, but it's not necessarily earth shattering because you're in a day context. Yeah. Um, so yes, there, there are positive, negative, neutral cards. And I would say, um, you know, like, I, and when you, when you're reading tarot too, and you, you get the death card or, or something, you could be like, oh, oh no, but usually it's like, okay, something has to go for something new to come in. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I think, you know, Lenormand hints at those same things too. And so when, and people, that's one of the things that I, I notice when people come to Lenormand is they're a little bit nervous about their readings <laughs> um, yeah, 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 because they're so, oh no. Um, and that's why I recommend starting with smaller contexts, like day-to-day contexts, because, you know, uh, the complication could be someone forgot to sign something on a piece of paper. Like it's not a big deal. Right. So I always say, start with the smaller context and that's how, you will, um, that's how you'll get comfortable reading them. And I think the nerves kind of start to go away and the, the, the scary cards aren't, aren't so scary when you see how they can be applied in different contexts. Yeah, no, no, that sounds great. That sounds great. And that is the point, actually, if you're happy to go into that a little bit deeper, like how would you recommend getting started with Lenormand cards? Say like, I've just bought a pack now what would you recommend? I haven't, but obviously when I do, yeah. what would you say for someone, for someone starting out with their first pack and they've just been to buy them? Yeah. So I recommend, um, learning how to read card combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, those are the building blocks of Lenormand. And so, um, there's a lot of different ways to learn this, but essentially you want to get to know the base level meanings of each card. So this could just be the basic keywords for for each card and then start combining them. So like for instance, um, and just start playing with them. So I'm just grabbing some cards here. So we have like tree and then we have the bear card. So if I was combining these, I would say, okay, there, there's um, some strong growth happening here. There's some type of strong growth. This could also be... Um, you know, you're, you have a very strong, um, your health is very strong at this point. Um, you can just start playing with like, what could this possibly mean? And then I like to reverse it because the order matters in Lenormand. So if you reversed it, then we have the, the tree and then we have the bear. So this could be like growing strength. You're growing, you're growing strong in something. Um, so I like to just kind of play with them, um, get used to, how Lenormand works in terms of, of that, because that is something that is hard to get used to is that the order of the cards matter. Um, and then, um, I recommend kind of doing what I did when I was just a kid, you know, just 
pulling cards and seeing how they apply to your day, um, I would just ask certain questions like, oh, show me how school's going to go today. <laughs> I was little yeah. or like, show me, you know, I'm having a friend tiff. How's that going to go with this friend? And I would just ask the cards. Um, and then that kind of teaches you how to read as well, because you're going to see the real life situation and be able to compare that with the cards. Um, and I do have a mini course that um, will help walk people through this too, if they wanted to just get started so they can find that on my website. Um, and it's a three-day mini course, and it also comes with the the keywords and a little workbook to get you started. Oh, I'm definitely going to sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And actually, that yeah, I, I I I'm really interested in the fact that you said the cards go in a certain order. Well, which I guess is the same with the tarot as well. So that's that was of interest when you mentioned that. So you can also do like reversals as well. Is that correct? Same as you can with the tarot. So with Lenormand, we kind of, I, I think there's enough going on with it, with like the order, you know, like with combining them that um, we don't really read reversals. I've met a couple okay. of people that have experimented with that, but right. um, I think um, predominantly in the, in the Lenormand community, we, we don't read reversals. So if they show up wow. reverse, we just, we just flip them right side up <laughs> for the most part. I so. think I with that. I actually don't, <laughs> I, I can't, I don't even read reversals myself on tarot. I just simply stick to the right way up. So I could cope with that. So that's fine. <laughs> so this is actually something I really wanted to ask you. I'm always really curious about how any, you know, tarot readers, Lenormand readers and so on. How do you build a relationship with your Lenormand, with your Lenormand cards when you first get them or like develop one if you already use them? And again, that could be in areas such as more like the sacred side of like looking after them, cleansing as well as the use. Yeah. So I think in terms of looking after cards, I'm not the best with that. I, they pretty much live on my deck, on my desk yeah. all the time. And then I just, I just, I do what I call a casino shuffle with them. I don't yeah. know why I yeah. call it that, but I just, I, I just shuffle that, them just yeah. like you would like a playing card deck. And that, mm -hmm. that for me, like, that's kind of how I cleanse them is I'm just like turning the energy. I can just kind of see yeah. it as like churning the soil. <clears throat> and I, I cleanse my desk area a lot. So I guess I do yeah. clean, cleanse it with, um, but, um, what I like to do when I get a new deck, which I'm, I'm kind of not the best with, um, getting new decks. I, I like my tried and true decks. I, I read with the Rana George Lenormand, which are these guys here. Yeah. Um, and then I read with, um, I always say her name wrong, Titania Tichiana's cards. And this is, this is actually my first deck. This is what the one I bought. Um, I have a few, I bought new versions of it, but, um, one thing I like to do though, when I get, do get new decks is I like to interview them. I like to just yeah. ask them questions. And I, I have, I think I have a deck interview on my website, um, to, for just like quick quick questions, but you can find them anywhere. I think I and saw that. Yeah, I do think I saw that on your website. So that does ring bells. So, and I like this concept actually. So yes, sorry, Emily, do tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to just, um, ask the cards like, okay, you know, what's your personality? Like, what are you like? And, um, usually with Lenormand they're, they're sassy. Um, what, <laughs> So you'll usually get an answer like that with, with Lenormand, but you can do this with any deck as well, tarot, oracle, whatever. 
Um, but one of my uh, students um, described Lenormand as kind of the uh, kid, the, you know, the girlfriend that you skip class with to go to go <laughs> smoke cigarettes under the bleachers. And, and when I interview my 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 deck, um, I usually get answers like that. They're kind of like, you know, just just really like I'm going to tell you straight up. I, I usually get like clouds. I think I interviewed a deck the other day and I got cloud scythe, which is like cutting through, cutting through mm -hmm. muck. And then I got like the sun. So it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to cut through things to reveal the truth to you. Um, and so I usually get things like that when I'm interviewing Lenormand. Um, but you can also ask any tarot deck, Oracle deck, the same thing to get to know it better. Um, but I like to start out asking the deck. And I think I just like to get into the essence of it. And I think that's a way of just really being open and really seeing what the deck has to say to you. And then one thing I like to do too, is just ask like, what advice do you have for me today? And a lot of people don't tend to read Lenormand in an advice context. A lot of times um, people use Lenormand and this is how I tend to use it in readings as I, um, when I read professionally for people is I'll do a big Lenormand reading like, um, a grand tableau where we're laying out all the cards and then I'll um, see what's going on. That gives me kind of like a total life map of a person. And then I like to use tarot to get into, okay, what's going on? Um, like what, what can we do with what we've seen? Um, I kind of think of Lenormand as like the headlights on a car. If you're driving at night, <laughs> it kind of yeah. shows you yeah. what's coming up. And I kind of think of Tarot is your friend in the car that you can turn to and be like, okay, we see a traffic jams coming up. What do we want to do? Um, yeah, so I like that. <laughs> that, that's kind of how I, how I like to read. So um, what I like to do though, at first is just to really leave it open and just ask like, what do you want to tell me today? And not have any expectations of predicting because Lenormand, it is a very predictive system or it can be depending on the question you ask. So instead of trying to predict right away, I just like to ask like, what do you want to tell me right now? What do you want to tell me today? And I just note it down and then I kind of forget about it and come back to it later and see what it says. So I like to really just leave the door open for the cards to talk to me. Uh, and then after I've kind of done that, um, in addition to doing like daily draws, just asking what I might experience that day, asking about particular aspects of my day, it's not until I have, you know, a bit of a foundation there that I might actually go and, and ask questions like, okay, what's going on in my relationship or what's going on at work or, you know, that's where I would um, start asking the more serious questions is after you built a, a baseline, just like a friendship, like, if you meet someone in yoga class or whatever, it's kind of weird if that that minute you're like, I'm going through a divorce and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that might be a little, that might be a little much. So I think just treat it like a friend, you know, like you usually ask kind of open-ended questions to your to somebody to get to know them. So I say just treat your deck like a friend. I love that. I love it. And actually, it is very much the case of building that relationship with your cards, no matter what cards they are it's like a gradual process I very much agree with that I um I love the concept of it's like the the naughty kind of like girlfriend <laughs> like paid off a sneaky bag and it just makes me laugh that that's that, yeah I love that concept with the cards it also makes me think of you know with tarot it's always like 
you see that meme and it's like the tarot cards are like completely evil as hell to you <laughs> and the oracle cards are a bit more like fluffy and you know like they're a bit more giving so yeah, yeah. I, I like that I like that I like that idea with the with the Lenormand so and that is you know we've kind of crossed that a little bit but to clarify how can you use Lenormand in your daily life yeah. Oh my gosh. So many ways. It's, mm-hmm. it's so practical. So, um, you can ask it just like, okay, show me what to expect today. And mm-hmm. I like to use, um, when you're just learning, you can do just show me what to expect today. It'll be a little bit more broad, but then you can also ask more specific questions like, okay, you know, show me what to expect at work today. What do I need to be aware of at work? Um, what do I need to be aware of in my relationship? You know, things like that. So that's one really easy way to, um, use it. Another, my kind of my favorite use is finding lost objects. Um, (laughs) I, I have found so many things with Lenormand, which is really weird. Um, but I, one time I lost my keys and I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to find my keys. And I was like late for something. You know how that is. And you're like, I've got to go and I can't find my keys. And so I pulled cards and they told me, they're like, Hey, they're in a sneaky old pocket is what the cards just told me. And I was like, Oh, that's right. I put them in that weird pocket when I went to the beach. So I wouldn't lose them or whatever. (laughs) Like, it's just, hilarious I I lost my my daughter's um like pacifier the other day we found it Mm -hmm. using it and so um that's probably one of my favorite like really practical uses is is finding lost objects with it um another is I like to um when I'm weighing two options like Mm -hmm. I'm looking at different options I like to um usually just pull three cards I imagine one option um and that's kind of a funny story when I was trying to find, um, I was supposed to get married in 2020. So we all know how that went. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh, um, yeah. That didn't go, but it was hilarious in, in 2019, I was pulling cards for, okay, which date should we pick in 2020? And they were all horrible, of course, right? Like all the cards, yeah. I just ran out of all the negative cards, <laughs> basically pulling it. And then I'm like, okay, what about 2020? one. And then by the end of 2021, it was like, yes, that's when you should do it. And I'm like, I'm not waiting that long. I'm just going to book a day in 2020. And then of course we end up canceling it. But, um, normally it works really well (laughs) when you have two options. I mean, it told me don't do those days, but, um, you can pick two options, pull, you know, um, three, three to five cards for each kind of column and see, okay. And you can literally just weigh the positive and negative cards, um, without even reading, going into fully reading them. Um, so that's another really helpful use for them. And, um, another thing I like to do is if I'm like nervous about something that's coming up, I'll be like, Oh, let me just see how that's going to go. And I'll just pull some cards. And then sometimes it'll tell me like, Oh, you know, you're going to run into this type of complication or mm-hmm. something like that. So you can be prepared. And then I like to pull out tarot to say, okay, how can I make the most of this? Or how can I be my best self in this situation? So I think really combining Lidarman and tarot kind of makes you into a card reading unicorn, I think, because you can kind that. of fully survey a situation <laughs> and then use tarot too. I, I also see tarot readers who are really gifted at, at using tarot in kind of that predictive way as well. Um, so I know you can use Lenormand and Tarot kind of, um, 
vice versa in that way too. But I think Lenormand is so well suited for um, kind of being that fortune telling tool. And then um, Tarot is, is really helpful for kind of coming in and saying, okay, like, let's look at some advice for how you can be your best self in that situation. Like specifics, come to the tarot afterwards for the specifics, like a little bit of a follow-up. Yeah, I like I like that. And it's a similar way how I work with tarot and oracle cards. You know, I'll kind of use the two in, in collaboration. And I often find that they'll absolutely be aligned and the message will be the same. But yet, you know, one might be a bit nicer. <laughs> the other might give a bit more depth to something so yeah that's that's a really good concept and I definitely definitely want to get some Lenormand cards and and have a go at sort of working the two and actually that's a good point what Lenormand deck do you work with and what ones would you recommend um so of course I'm biased because I love Rana George and um I adore her deck um, so I have her deck here, well worn, the Rana deck, Lenor- or the Rana George Lenormand deck. And um, they have a Lebanese styled influence on them. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty stylized. And she also has included some additional bonus cards that are wow. so helpful um, in Lenormand. So, for example, there's um, she added the market card. Um, which is bonus. Mm -hmm. So that's not in the traditional 36. Um, But what I like about it is we can use this purely as a work card or as like a transaction shopping type card. And instead of having to assign another card to represent that. So in Lenormand, you can charge cards. So for instance, there's the Fox. Some people use the anchor as work. Some people use the Fox. It it doesn't matter as Mm -hmm. long as you pick one and you're consistent. So instead of having to pick like the Fox for work, once you charge a card in Lenormand, that meaning is um, completely, you lose the original meaning once you assign that card to represent something. Yeah. So just so you're clear, you know, when you're reading it, you're like, oh, when the Fox shows up, we're talking about work, right? We're not talking about someone being manipulative or sneaky or or whatever. Um, Yeah. So what I love about her deck is you, you have a card for that. So you can just say, oh, this is work. And then you get to use Fox, you know, to represent strategy or manipulation or whatever. So I really like her deck um, for the bonus. She also has a spirit card, um, which is really helpful as well. So I really like um, her deck. And then um, most people, when they're learning, they like, if you want to get like close to original as possible or something, there's like the Bluebird Lenormand. That's a great deck. Um, I also learned on a lot of people ask me, cause this is what's on my site are the, um, Titania's or Titiana's fortune cards. I don't really recommend this for beginners cause some of the cards are kind of confusing. Um, but yeah. people really love this deck. So I like to say what it is. Um, for instance, the crossroads card, it's just one road instead of a crossroads, which is the, the meaning, oh, okay. right? <laughs> so it's a little confusing, but People always ask me about this deck because it's what's all over um, my website. But I recommend uh, Rana George's um, the most. And then if you want a more original, I'd say like Bluebird or, or something like that. And I can like, you know, put some, well, I will obviously have all of Emily's details in the show notes. You can see her website. I know there's a ton of information on there. So Emily, please tell us a little bit more about, you know, what you've got lined up 
where people can find you. I have got one last very important question to ask you, but please take the stage and let us know where we can find you, everything that we need to know about your work. Yeah, so you can find um, me at emilyrosedivination.com. And I have so many Lenormand resources on there. It's kind of (laughs) crazy. So if you go on there, it'll be (laughs) all things Lenormand. There's every card on there with the meaning. So um, that's that's on there for quick reference. I also have that mini course, um, which you can find. If you just go to my website, you'll see it, but also emilyrosedivination.com slash mini course. And you'll be able to sign up for that. And that gets you that workbook. Um, it gets you um, three lessons on how to start reading. So that's really great to just kind of help start you in that direction. And um, this is actually a really great time to be doing this too. I can't believe the timing of this <laughs> when you told me because <laughs> probably <time>. like, <laughs> I think the day that this airs or the day after one of the two, yeah. I'm going to be starting my um I have a, a Think Like a Lenormand Pro experience that's starting and there's a Facebook group. I know most people are like not into Facebook now, but we do have a Facebook group and there's also a way to join via Zoom. So if you're not a Facebook user, you can join on Zoom. And that's a free experience where we're really talking about how to start reading Lenormand and how to kind of get in the mindset of reading confidently. So that's starting as well. Um So yeah, this is a great time to be talking about it. And um, to get on that, if you just start taking the mini course, you'll get all the details for that. It is absolutely divine time. This is all kind of come around like very naturally, like that, you know, we didn't time this at all. It just completely coincided with me and Emily connecting and, and, you know, getting to getting to know one another. And it's a really good point, actually, because I feel like you definitely stand out as a reader because there are so, I mean, you know, the normal is, is such a different form of divination. So I feel like I, I kind of want to say, like, if anyone's already a reader and they want to go a bit more of a different route, like, you know, then that is a really good thing to consider and look into because, you know, like, tarot readers there are a lot of them and it might just be a different like an an additional you know kind of string to your bow or another direction you go into that isn't as kind of carved out I guess totally and I think one of the that is really who I teach are primarily tarot readers and they want to add another layer to their readings. They want to add another tone. And sometimes they want to add a layer of specificity. Um, It's almost like adding another voice into your readings. Um, And that's one thing I noticed um, with my clientele is that my clients are, a lot of them are like corporate people or they're, they own their own businesses. They're, and a lot of times they they say they come to me because I can get so specific with like certain deals they have going on or mm-hmm. it's just, it's so, um, you can really get into that, which you can with tarot too, for sure. Yeah. Um, I know I, I see one of my readers, I see it is only a tarot reader and I have no idea how she's getting the information she's getting, but it's amazing. Um, yeah. So I think it's just another tool that, 
it's just more accessible to get that information with Lenormand is, is what I find. So if you're kind of craving more specificity in your readings, you're wanting to just add another layer to it, um, then Lenormand's a great option. And um, that comes up all the time. My students are like, I feel like a card reading unicorn now <laughs> because I can, <laughs> I can look at all these different things. And it really does add um, another kind of layer to, to things. And I also want to say I feel very honoured that Emily came on the podcast because she has also been on some other very big popular podcasts too. So I know you went on the Beating Tarot podcast, didn't you? I can't yeah. remember the name of it, but you've been on some really good ones. So you can definitely hear because Emily's just lovely. She's so like, you know, got a lovely tone. You know, she's very, Aww. very so there's other podcasts that you can find Emily on as well and I know I think that's all like like your website is brilliant so everything's on there like I I, I try not to go too down the rabbit hole because I wanted to say <laughs> today but there is an absolute ton of resources on there like so much to go and check out I'm going to get involved with your course as well I'm really looking forward to that um before you go Emily I have a very very important question to ask you which isn't related to Lenormand and this is a question that we ask our guests so what music do you like to listen to when you maybe are doing your like Lenormand or any rituals or any any magic work yeah so um usually I like to listen to well, I drum. I like to drum oh, a lot. So I, I drum. I do, oh, yeah, I do. I do like to drum. Um, and it, that's just, I, I was a musician, I guess, in a former life. So it, it helps me really get into, um, like rhythm really helps me get mm -hmm. into things. And so, yeah. um, I like to journey and, um, I like to meditate in that way. So I usually drum and then, or I listen to drumming if I don't have my drum handy or whatever, I'll, I'll just listen yep. to like drumming on, I'll, on Spotify or whatever. I'll just find that. Um, I Are grew you up like shamanic drumming, like, yes. like, so like yeah, absolutely. Same. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I like like the trance drumming. Yeah. I also listen to like Sometimes I'll listen to like binaural beats. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, I like to listen to that too. Um, but then like in terms of music, I'm, I, I'm a huge music buff. I was a music minor in college. So I love, oh, wow. I love yeah. music. Um, I, when I'm doing like any kind of ritual stuff, um, I sometimes to just get in the space. I like to listen to Dead Can Dance. That's one of my yeah. favorite groups. Um, yeah. Adore Dead Can Dance. And I'm also just like a classical music fiend, like any, like I I'm obsessed. So, um, I really like to, um, listen to any kind of anything from the romantic era. I'm a sucker for, um, so I like to listen to that as well. Um, especially sometimes when I'm doing like writing for my website or something when I, you know, I like to listen to classical and then when I'm doing like ritual spell work or, things like that. I like to start with Ed Can Dance and then move into something more trance, like, you know, with drumming or binarial beats or something like that. Love this. That's, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely with you with the drumming and the classical music. It's, it's a really good energy for, yeah, for like any sort of magical ritual and also creative work that you're doing as well. So I kind of like, you know, feel the same, you know, some of the, some of my, 
musical choices spill over between the two so yeah thank you Emily but no it's been absolutely amazing to have you on you've definitely convinced me to buy a Lenormand deck and I'm really looking forward to signing up for your course so thank you and I will of course put all the details in the show notes where you can find Emily thank you Emily oh thank you so much for having me and such great questions and I just I love your show I just found you because I was just listening to your show so I just like it so (laughs) so um thank you for the work that you do and it's it's just I'm always learning something new on your podcast all the time so thank you for for the oh my gosh the research you do for the podcast like thank you for all of that that you do and you just have an amazing personality so thank you oh Emily I love you you can definitely have to come back honestly no it's been absolutely amazing I've loved you know, getting to know you, our episode and everything. But yes, so definitely keep an eye out for Emily's work. And I'm sure that, you know, we'll all be reading Lenormand like prose in no time. I love (laughs) it. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much.